It's time for the podcast with two guys whose BMI is higher than their IQ. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by Smith's Floor Coverings. This is a double cheek push here. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Our pets' heads are falling off! Guess what today is? I like turtles. Up day! Up day! You're my boy, Blue! Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! I don't know how long this is going to last. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the morning five. It is Wednesday, February 14th. Happy Ash Wednesday, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Dear Lord, there's a lot of days today. A lot. Everything is today. All all the days. All the days piled into one. Valentine's Day today. Yesterday was Galentine's Day, right? Right. Yep. Today's Valentine's. Yesterday, Galentine's. Today's Valentine's Day. Okay. Um... It's Ash Wednesday, which means it's the start of Lent. Right. What you giving up for Lent, Billy? You giving up anything? Dude, I, you know what? I haven't thought about it. I really haven't. Okay. And, you know, in the past, I, I used to uh, give up soda, and I just took a big swig of Mountain Dew, so that's probably not happening. Well, you can start now. Uh, Yeah, but this cold Mountain Dew tasted really good a yeah. second ago. Right. Um, <laughs> so that's a no on, no on soda. What what else? What else? Uh, you got anything pops off probably, your mind? I, I used to give up soda. I mean, I used to give up cursing, um, and that's probably not a thing happening. Okay. Um, I don't know. We'll have to. It, it, here's the thing: with Ash Wednesday, you can, it, it, or with Lent, you can either um, give up something or you can take on something. Oh, there you go. Um, All right. So I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought you, you had to give up know, something. You can you can uh, you know you can read like uh, read a, a chapter in the Bible every day or you know whatever. It's there's there's something that, you can do. I tried but, that once, but it burns my eyes. I don't. Is that normal? Yeah. Is that is that does that happen for you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I was just making sure. Yeah, I was just making sure that incredib- was incredibly normal for you. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I was just making sure something rotten wrong with me. All right. Perfect. It's also National Cream Filled Chocolate Day. Hey, there we go. There's nothing that says Valentine's like uh, filling a filling a chocolate full of cream. I mean, that is that's about as Valentine's as you can get right there. I'm trying to think the last time I had cream filled chocolate. Probably been high school for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. Well, it is what it is. All right. Uh and. And of course, because it's it's national or it's Valentine's Day, it's also <clears throat> National Condom Day. Yep. Don't forget them. Wrap them up, boys. Don't forget them today. Yeah. Valentine's Day. Yeah, we did a good job of wrapping it up, didn't we? No, 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 not at all. That yeah. was a that was a fail. That was a four uh, kids between the two of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, at least we're not at least we're not my friends Chase and Chad. I think they have thirty five kids, but they're like the Brady Bunch on steroids. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, they just got back from dude, uh, you know, Ch- I don't remember how many, how many kids chase has, um, but him and his wife took their whole clan down to Disney world, man. Ooh. C- can you imagine Disney world with that many kids? No, no, I can't. <laughs> I, you know what? I can, I can like kind of, but only in the, in the fact that, you know, we, um, in, in high school, we went to, um, we would go to like uh, Universal Studios with the band, you know, in right, Florida. Right. 
So it's kind of like that. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it is that they have they have I think it's eight kids in seven of them oh. are under 10 no, years I'm, old. I'm saying it's kind of like that. And the fact that you have to like you've got a, a whole big crew that you've got to try to get onto you know, rides at, at once. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that. You, you take up the whole damn roller coaster. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we want uh, no we want joke. carts one through thirteen, please. We want to reserve those. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't I don't know how they did that, but um, I love Disney World. All right, first topic here. Let's let's talk about the Falcons. It's two days after the Super Bowl, three days after the Super Bowl. Let's yes, talk sir. about them. Yeah, let's go. It, it you know what? It's my favorite time of year. It's draft time. It's off season time. It's free agent time. I love this. I love this time of football. It, I almost like the draft. More than I do actual games. <laughs> you are a nerd like that, yes. I, I love the draft, right, let's, dude. Let's talk about the Falcons' best options at quarterback. Okay. Um, obviously, it's it's not uh, Desmond Ritter, and it's not uh, no Taylor Heineke. No, no, uh, those are not our best options. Absolutely not. All right, so you gave me eight names here to talk about. Yes. And I'll be honest with you, um, maybe four of them excite me. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think you have four good options here. Uh, and then you have four other options that are just options. They're not sexy options. They're not fun options. But they are options at quarterback that you can look into. Maybe Maybe five. 85. Yeah. We'll yeah. go with that. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, the first one that you have listed is Jaden Daniels. And yes. I've already mentioned and said I'm a thousand percent in on Jaden Daniels. I would love Jaden Daniels to come in and help take over this offense. I, um, I think that would be a good idea. He top five, you know, quarterback in the in college football last year. I think he's a much better option at quarterback out of the draft this year than some of them. Um, including Caleb Williams, who's probably going number one. Um, and I think he's going to be a better option just in, in general, just because of his size, his arm strength, and his uh, escape ability. Yeah, I, I like Jaden Daniels the most out of this entire draft class. I, I don't understand why people are so enamored with Caleb Williams. I think we've said that on this podcast multiple, multiple times. I'm not a huge Caleb Williams fan. I don't see it. Um, but once again, I'm, I'm just a fat idiot who's sitting in his basement talking into a microphone, and these guys are paid NFL's executives, so I, obviously they're, they're a little bit more qualified than I am to pick out a quarterback. But yeah, I love Jaden Daniels. I think he would be a phenomenal fit uh, in Atlanta. Probably going to have to trade up to get him, man. I've seen a lot of mock drafts where he's going like 8, 9, 10. I, I don't think there's yeah. any way in hell he makes it out of the top three. There shouldn't be. No. But it's we've seen crazier things happen on draft night. That's true. That's very right? true. And the, and there's and there's so much in between now and draft night that could change. Who knows if Jaden Daniels might be the number one prospect or the number fifteen prospect because of all that goes on in between now and, and the NFL draft. It's it's getting into crazy silly season. Yeah, no no doubt. Uh, your number two quarterback that you have listed here is Kirk Cousins, and I've. I've mentioned on the podcast before. Yes, I want Kirk Cousins in Atlanta as well. Um, the problem that's going to come with Kirk Cousins is his price tag. Going to be expensive. And look, I I understand he should deserve 
a high price tag. I understand that. But the problem for me being a Falcons fan is we just got out of cap hell because we were paying Matt Ryan a butt ton of money because he earned it. But, for sure. You know, still, <laughs> still but, like. But the Falcons messed that up. Matt Ryan should have still been the starting quarterback for the Falcons. I don't know if I, I don't know if you would have been better last year. I, I think I think you would have. I believe you would have been a little bit better. Right. Um, but but the the Falcons screwed the pooch on that one. As soon as they released the news or, or the wind got blown about the Deshaun Watson stuff, Matt Ryan was like, to hell with this. I, I want to get traded. I demand a trade. Um, but the idea was for Matt Ryan to stick around for a little while and kind of mentor Desmond Ritter. Um, and you know you, you would still be you would still be in Capel. It wouldn't have changed anything, but you would have gotten been getting production from a starting quarterback that's won an MVP, been to a Super Bowl. You would have been a little bit better. So. Um, and if you're going to be in cap hell, you might as well be in cap hell because of the most important position on a football field, and, and that's the quarterback. Uh, going into this year, I mean, the Falcons have, I believe, uh, around $30 million free in the cap. I, I don't know what Kirk Cousins is looking for in a contract. I know it's I know it's insanely expensive, um, but maybe it's a two-year rental, and you restart in two years. I, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I like Kirk Cousins, but the price tag is going to be the talking point third quarterback is michael penix jr big and penix energy i am i'm no i'm out really nope, nope don't want him wow this is, one of those, this is one of the quarterbacks that i do not want i'm okay. not excited about uh, that kind of surprises me I, I was i was a big fan of michael penix jr i thought he had big penis energy and that's what you want in a quarterback um i, I don't know i don't know where you can get michael penix though i think that's the thing is like He's not a first-round guy. He's not worth a first-round pick. And if that's where he's mocked and that's where everybody's predicting him going, then, yeah, if I'm the Falcons, I'm out. But if I can get him in the second round, I, 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 would, I would seriously think about it. Um, but, but yeah, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a bad choice, uh, but I do think there are better choices on this list. No doubt. No doubt there's better choices. Uh, your fourth quarterback is Justin Fields, and... Yeah, as long as the trading price isn't stupid, um, I'm not giving up a first-round pick for him. But I've seen people offer that. I don't know if you've seen that on social media lately. I, I um, haven't. I haven't lately. Um, but no, I'm but, not. I'm not giving up a first round. If if anything, I'll give up a, as high as a second, mm -hmm. and maybe a fifth or a fourth. But that's it. Okay. What what about I'm not what if it's like a, a third and Kyle Pitts? No. No, I'm not giving up Kyle Pitts. Really? Right You're not giving up Kyle Pitts, a, a guy who is arguably gonna go down as probably one of the biggest draft busts in NFL history. You're not gonna give him up for, for be, Justin Fields. Maybe one of the biggest draft busts in history because of how he was underutilized. He was utilized perfectly well the first year in his in his NFL season. Let's just always hurt with a good quarterback and then since then he hasn't had a good quarterback well yeah but he, he's always been hurt he gets hurt every season it's like it's like clockwork third year right yeah he's this, been he, he's been this next year will be his fourth yes right yes and he's been injured in every season but one so he had his rookie season which he was fantastic in his second season he had marcus mariota injured i'm not talking about and production on the awful. field i'm talking about injuries this guy, this guy is worse than Chris Chandler back in the day. 
Like I don't have any <laughs> I don't have any faith that that Kyle Pitts can stay on the field, stay healthy, and actually produce, much less wor- work himself into the game plan. Like that that's what concerns me about Kyle Pitts is the fact that he, he's just he, he he's injury prone. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah, but I would absolutely take Justin Fields. Okay. In a heartbeat. For the right um, trade. For the right trade. Yep. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, number five, uh, you have Bo Nix. Yes. Bo Nix is someone I would take in later rounds. I'm not going to so take Bo him So Bo Nix over Michael um, Penix? Yes. Really? That was, yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Look, I I don't know if you saw this, but I, I watched Michael Penix Jr. in the Senior Bowl. Uh, uh, I know. I didn't I, watch that. That was not good. Really? Not good at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If, just, just think about just think about how he looked in the um, in the natty. Got it. I'm just like ten. It was awful. Uh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. All right. Well. <laughs> all right. There we go. Okay. <laughs> it was awful. Okay. So if you're if you're going up against seniors who likely are going into the NFL, like what the Senior Bowl is, and you look like that. I'm I'm not no boy no. not into it. no boy no not all into right. it. All right. Bo, all right. Bo Nick on the other hand looked okay. Um, he didn't look uh, he didn't look great, but he didn't look Terrible. like Michael Penix. Jr. He's a uh, Bo uh, Nix right now mocking somewhere early second round. Yeah, I would take him second round. Okay, all right. sure, but I'm not. I think I think we need to either trade early. Or sign Kirk Cousins. Um, I don't. I don't know. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, Michael Michael Penix and Bo Nix though right now mocking uh, early to mid second round. I want to mock. Ah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um. All right, number six, Baker Mayfield, or as you put it, Backer Matt Mayfield. Ba- Backer <laughs> Mayfield. Backer Mayfield. <laughs> Backer Mayfield. Uh. Yeah, I would take Baker Mayfield, uh, but here's the problem: he's he's not coming to Atlanta. He's staying in Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, he's he is a free agent though, correct? Yes, he's yes. a free agent. Okay, yes. all right, but he's uh, he's staying in 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 Tampa Bay. I, I would think so, uh, but I'm also with you. I would 100 percent take Baker Mayfield. I like Baker Mayfield. I've always liked Baker Mayfield since he after he planted the flag in. in in Ohio Stadium after he graduated uh, after he graduated college. I'm a big fan of his. I think he was underutilized up in Cleveland and got a lot of undeserved hate. Um, yes, I, w- I would go with Baker Mayfield. Uh, your next one I'm going to do. <laughs> really? No. Not happening. Super out. Russell Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. I am I'm out on Mr. Unlimited. I'm out. I'm I, out. I agree. I'm I out agree. on the next I agree. two. I, I would I'm want. Good. I would want no part of Russell Wilson at all. Zero part. Zero part. Um, and number eight, JJ McCarthy. Nope. Really? Don't want any part of him. Nope. Nah. Do you know where he's nope. mocking at right now? Probably early, and it's way too high. You would be correct. Middle of the first round. Way too high. Holy Mi- crap! Middle of the Are first you round. Yeah. Yeah, J.J. McCarthy no. right now. Uh, the 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 first round quarterbacks right now: Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Caleb uh, Williams, and J.J. McCarthy are all mocking in the first. Way too high. I agree. Uh, Billy, another Dude. name that's a free agent this year that you might be interested. Uh, what about this Marcus Mariota kid? Ass. 
All right. Again. Figured to throw it out there. You know. I kick, kick the tires on them. You know, maybe. Um, but yeah, well, those are the eight, those are the eight quarterbacks that I thought would would be an interesting option at quarterback uh, for the Falcons. I would assume one of those eight on the list is going to be on the roster next year for the Falcons. Dude, it, it would be interesting if it is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it has to be. It has to be right. Like they're not gonna they're not gonna roll in the next season with with Heineke and Ritter at quarterback, right? I hope not. I mean, and, I and here's the thing. So. Here's the thing. I think honestly, the best the best quarterback um, in the draft right now might be Drake May. Yeah, as far as uh, yeah, as far as just NFL ready, maybe and NFL potential. I think it may be Drake May. Yeah, yeah. You might you might you might be right. You might be right. I I, I really haven't I haven't watched a lot of Drake May tape, and I really don't know a ton about him. Um, from the small stuff that I have seen, I, I do like Drake May, but I, yeah, I, I haven't done, I haven't done enough research and I haven't watched enough tape on Drake May to have a have an opinion on that one. And I'm gonna put this on the record, and people can pull this up and 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 mock me later if it comes true that you know it's the complete opposite. Caleb Williams is not going to be a great NFL quarterback. I agree. I agree. He's I, not. It's the same thing we said uh, for different reasons. It's the same thing we said about Bryce Young. Like, Bryce Young's never going to be a great NFL quarterback, and I don't think Caleb oh. Williams will be either. Nope. For different reasons, yep, nope, nope. but yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. All right, Bryce, it is Pop Culture Wednesday, and you've got a unique one and one that's just going to be your opinion here, but I'm kind of interested to hear this. So what is this? Top five favorite sports conspiracy theories. Um, so this is a lot of people know it. Sports have a ton of conspiracy theories behind them, uh, and these are my top five favorite ones that I think are based in truth. There are a ton of conspiracy theories out there that are just wild accusations and crazy things that are sort of fun to talk about and debate and everything, but they're not, they have no basis in truth. Um, a lot of these I think have a, have a lot of basis in truth. Um, and, and a lot of them deal with the NBA. It seems like the most, uh, conspiracy theorist sport out there. Um, so I got them ranked from five to one and ones from what I think are the most, uh, true, I should say. So one being the one that I think is absolute 100% truth. So at number five, I have that Michael Jordan didn't actually retire from basketball in the middle night in the mid nineties. Uh, when he went to go play baseball, I think he was suspended from the NBA for gambling and they covered it up by saying that he wanted to go play baseball. Uh, okay. Uh, that's unique. Um, <laughs> I I don't know like where I sit with conspiracy theories. Like you're gonna sit there I'm and like, tell me these birds are real outside my window. <laughs> yes, yes, Boston Connor, I am. Okie dokie. Here <laughs> we go. Boston Connor would be ashamed. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, it, cool. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know how this I feel wow. about this, but go for it. That's horrible. Go for it. Uh, all right, number four, I have that the 2008 NBA draft that sent Derrick Rose to his hometown Chicago Bulls. The Bulls had a 1.7% chance of getting the top pick in the draft, and somehow the native Derrick Rose ended up in his hometown to give the Bulls a bump. So back-to-back Bulls conspiracy theorists, 1.7% chance to get Derrick Rose, who was at that time 
a phenom, and if he didn't get injured, he would have been one of the top five greatest NBA players of all time. Just somehow went to his hometown in Chicago. Big market right there. Oh, wow. What do you know? Another conspiracy theorist with the uh, Chicago-based team um, getting the first uh, first overall pick with, with terrible odds. Doesn't that sound familiar, Billy? That, that happened recently in hockey. No. No, it didn't. It did. We had great odds. Terrible odds. <laughs> Cheaters. We were no, y'all were the y'all were the y'all were, were the number one odds, didn't y'all? Yeah. Yeah, that's our number one or number it two. Was top three. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh but yeah, the two thousand eight draft I think was rigged to send Derrick Rose to his hometown Chicago Bulls. One point seven percent chance to go. Come on, dude. There's no way. That's how the lottery works, man. Yeah, I'm sure that's how the lottery works. That's how the lottery. That's how the NBA wants you to think the lottery works. That's not really how it works. It's predetermined. They predetermine who wins. Uh, and I think the NBA draft lottery is, is about as crooked as you could possibly get. Um, at number three, I have an interesting one, Billy. I, I don't know if you've ever heard this one, uh, but but there's there's a there's a conspiracy conspiracy theory or an urban legend, I guess you could say. Uh, that Kevin Cosner slept with Cal Ripken Jr.'s wife. The Oriole was so distraught that he refused to play, even though he was only a few games away from breaking Lou Gehrig's record. Everyone wanted him to play and keep the streak alive, but he he couldn't uh, get on the field under any circumstance. Like he was so distraught that he just like could not bring himself to play baseball that night. Apparently, that night there was a mysterious power outage, and the game was canceled in Baltimore. Uh, the theory being that someone in the Orioles' office flipped a switch to kill the power and cancel the game, cut something uh, to make sure that power could not go to the Baltimore Orioles stadium. The next time the Orioles played, Ripken had dealt with his wife sleeping with Kevin Costner, and he kept the streak alive. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, sure. We'll go with that. I'm telling you, it's probably true. Again... All of this is conspiracy theory and and way alleged. So let's not sue us, please. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure this is true. Thank you. I think this one Wait, is 100 percent true. Please and thank you. I think this please one is 100 percent true. Kevin cool. Kevin Cosner almost ruined the Iron Man. Okay, almost broke it. <laughs> Can you believe that? All right. Uh, at number two, Dale Jr.'s car was illegal at the 2001 Pepsi 400 in Daytona. NASCAR knew, but they still passed the him. Hell? But they still passed him because of the storyline it would create. What the hell? Yep. Shame on him. Dale Jr.'s car illegal in 2001 at the Pepsi 400 at Daytona. But the NASCAR knew what type of storyline and knew what type of bump. It was going to give them, and they knew how much that race meant to him and DEI as a whole, uh, and NASCAR passed an illegal car during inspection to make sure that Dale Jr. won that race. Okay. Do you remember that race? Yeah. Yeah, he won. It was the first Daytona race after um, his dad died. You remember his uh, paint scheme on that that car? It was red, wasn't it? It was white. It was the uh, it was the all star. Oh, it was yeah, the yeah, all star yeah. baseball game paint scheme. It was so cool, man. That was one of the coolest paint schemes ever. In uh, the number one, the number one sports conspiracy theory that is one hundred percent true. I don't care what anybody says. This is a million percent true. The allegedly, M- the one hundred percent true. Not allegedly. This one hundred percent true. Uh, 
Allegedly. Uh, the NBA froze the envelope for the 1985 draft so that Patrick Ewing would go to the New York Knicks. This isn't alleged. This isn't a sports conspiracy theory. It's a million percent true. Right here. million percent true. The NBA froze the envelope in the 1985 NBA draft lottery so Patrick Ewing would go to the Knicks. A million percent true. Again, allegedly. All true. Hundred percent true. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go alleged. Yeah, hundred percent true. That's what I said. It's allegedly hundred percent true, and these are all hundred percent true. And that that's how statistics works, kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, that's uh, your um, conspiracy theories, and all true. I, I feel awkward. All true, as I should. All true. Also, uh, birds are not real. They're all government plants. They're all robots. God, don't talk to the birds. Right, don't talk the around the birds. Top, tell me the top storylines going into Daytona qualifying tonight. Yeah, the, the Daytona qualifying tonight starts at eight. I think. Uh, I think eight p.m. tonight. Tomorrow we got the duels at seven p.m. Um, I think NASCAR Race Hub Media Day starts at five tonight. I won't be listening then, but hopefully I'll get home to catch um, some of the Daytona five hundred qualifying tonight. Uh, some of the big, uh, some of the big storylines going into it, and just going into this year overall. Uh, Denny Hamlin, kind of a uh, perennial all star, if you will, for for NASCAR. He's one of the greatest NASCAR drivers of all time. Never won a Cup championship. Can he win one this year? Um, uh, my mind just went blank. Can Blaney go back to back this year in the championship? Can Chase Elliott get back in the playoffs and, and possibly win? Um, can Ricky Stenhouse Jr. repeat? Ricky Stenhouse Jr. kind of an underdog last year in the Daytona 500. Um, can he go out and compete? What's SHR going to do this year? Are they going to snag a couple wins? The Fords and SHR had a really strong um, super speedway package. So the, can they get a win? Can they get a good qualifying effort at the 500 uh, on Sunday? And, and another thing, Billy, you might hit one of your, uh, your over-unders that you gave us for track talk pretty early on. It doesn't look like we're going to run the Daytona 500 on Sunday. Right now, a lot of rain in the forecast Saturday and Sunday um, in uh, in Florida. So uh, so it, it it's not looking great that we're going to run the Daytona 500 on Sunday. Might be a it might be a Monday game. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, it was a really really interesting night, um, and and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what this what this season holds, honestly, because it's I. And don't forget, one of my other over-unders that I, I put in there was the amount of uh, crashes at Daytona. Yeah, I think you had like two and a half? Five and a half. Five, five and a half. Five and a half, yeah. Uh, yeah, over. 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 <laughs> we, might, we, might get, we might get the over just at the duels on Thursday night. So is Matt going down today or is he already down there i would assume he'll go down today qualifying is at 8 p.m so he'll probably i would assume leave charlotte probably around three um yeah yeah, i i would think Uh, let's uh let's look at daytona let's look how that weather's looking for this weekend um right now so so saturday and sunday 99 percent chance of rain on saturday 75 percent chance of rain on sunday um so the, it, it looks like this all will move to uh, Monday, I would assume. So it kind of sucks, um, but it's NASCAR. It's an outdoor sport. It is what it is. 
Uh, so they'll, they'll get it running. And the good thing about Daytona is it has lights all around it. So it's not like we're, we're chasing daylight or anything. So looking like a, uh, looking like a Monday Daytona 500 this year. Okay. Yep. Uh, Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night in baseball. Bowden beats Manchester 13 to four. Will Huggins went one for two with three RBIs. We're all, all three RBIs were on that, uh, big yak, wasn't it? Dude, that ball was gone. And I talked with him after he said. He said, I knew it. He said it was pure. As soon as I hit it, I knew it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Adams, Adams, and Kovic combined for two earned runs over seven innings and 13 Ks for the Red Devils last night, man. Yeah, Bryson Adams uh, started the game, pitched well, um, just got into a little bit of trouble there in the second, third inning. Um, his brother, Andrew, came in, pitched well, got into a little trouble in, the I think, the sixth inning. Um, and Kovac come in and and I'm telling you this this Bowden team is going to be dangerous because man they can they can hit they played defense very well and it was it was good and Game it was Bowden. it was a lot of questions for me this year how they would recover from losing um uh, their ace from last year whose name escapes me the kid that had a hat fall uh, off every time he pitched. It was Casey Duncan. Casey Duncan. Um, oh, he's back. He I is. thought he was a senior last year. Oh, he was a sophomore. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> Are you serious? That's unfair. <laughs> That's horribly unfair. I didn't know Casey Duncan uh, was back this year. Kaysen, my goodness. Yeah, Casey's. Uh, he's. I think he's injured right now, but he will be back in a couple weeks, from what I understand. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Pep- I saw him pregame, and he. Uh, Pepperell beats uh, Bremen four to two in eight innings. Jonah Hatchett and Johnson with RBI with the lone RBIs uh, for Bremen last night as they fall to Pepperell. Uh, in soccer, sacks at Bowden. I don't have a score for the girls' game. I also don't have a score for the girls' or boys' soccer game. Mount Zion at Harrison County, but Central beats New Manchester girls eight to nothing. Boys four to one. And then yesterday in region play. Uh, Mount Zion beats Atlantic Classical sixty to fifty-one. That means they will be the three seed in the uh, in the state playoffs. They will be on the road. Not sure where yet. Uh, Heard County boys win seventy-six to fifty-seven, and the Heard County girls beat Temple. I don't remember what the score was on that one. Is a very very close. Yeah, seventy-eight seventy-four. That was a very close game. Uh, and then Central takes care of business. The Central boys take care of business. Uh, versus Cedartown, fifty to thirty-two yesterday. So Central will play for the region championship, I believe, on Friday or Saturday. Um, as will Thursday. I don't think so. I think there's a day in between. Oh well, no, yeah. it would be today's today's Wednesday. I'm thinking today's Thursday. Yes, it might be. It yeah. might be Thursday. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, on the Smith's floor coverings, games and events calendar for tonight in baseball, Bowden at Chapel Hill at 555. Did that get changed to the roof or is that still at Chapel Hill? No, it's still at. No, it is. At, it's at the roof. That's what I was yeah, thinking. I, I think they changed that it's one. There. Yeah. Because yep. um, Crapple Hill's uh, fields are still underwater from what I understand. It's Crapple Hill. What do you expect? Uh, Bremen at South Paulding at 555. Uh, that should be a good game, man. South Paulding's got a good team. We'll see them. Uh, Bill Rickle will see them this weekend. Uh, Temple at Lithia Springs at 530. Central, oh. what? Oh. Temple at uh, Temple is hosting uh, Langston Hughes. So what happened to that Temple versus Lithia Springs game that was supposed to be tonight? I don't know. 
but it was the Langston Hughes game from yesterday was pushed back to today. Are they still at Temple? Yes. Oh, so I wonder what they did with that Lang- that Lithia Springs game tonight. No idea. All right, uh, it doesn't really matter. It's not. It's not a region. Uh, and and well, we gonna have anybody covering that game? That's pretty big. They can get Langston Hughes to come out of Temple to play them. That's awesome. Uh, not tonight. No, the only games that we're covering tonight is Central versus. All right. Central at Villarica tonight. Uh, this says 555. I think first pitch is at six. We will probably go live somewhere between, I don't know, like 545 ish, 540, 545 ish, probably 15 minutes before. We're going to go 15 minutes? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go 15 minutes. We got a lot to talk about. We have three guys in the booth tonight, man. We got a lot to talk about. We can, we can cover, we can cover a lot of stuff and we can thank our sponsors a bunch. Yeah, we need to. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and in tennis tonight, Central at Villarica at 4 p.m. So, you know, if you get there early, you can watch the, the tennis match and then just rotate your chair and watch the baseball game. <laughs> no joke. The win-win. Win-win right there. And that's the Smith's floor coverings, games, and events calendar for Wednesday, February 14th. Uh, so going back to the Marine South scoreboard, um, I was when I was leaving last night, uh, Bowden boys were playing sacks. Um, they were up one nothing with like two minutes left to go. That's a way to beat those sacks, baby. Yep, how to beat the sack on on Valentine's Day yep. or Valentine's Day? Yep. Um, Carson, need another cup of coffee. Oh yeah, yeah, indeed. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Century Twenty One Novus. The 49ers Kyle Shanahan asked staff to review the overtime rules with the players. Now, now you're going to ask. <laughs> Uh, or yeah. did you ask them to review it beforehand? They, they said before the San Francisco 49ers started their last postseason run, or, or their, their latest postseason run, Coach Kyle Shanahan sat down with the team's analytics staff and went through the potential scenarios for a game that might reach overtime. This, this He's saying this after the fact, after the 49ers players have come out and said that they did not review overtime rules and they were not aware of the overtime rules. Um, so it's sort of like one, you know, one person said one thing, the other person said another thing. It sort of sounds to me like Kyle Shanahan's trying to cover his ass up, but I, I, I don't know definitively. This wasn't on my top five uh, sports conspiracy theories. So we did have definitive answers from the Chiefs. Uh, everybody on the Chiefs, coaching staffs, and players said that a they went over it, and b they were aware of what the overtime rules were. Um, so if they did not I go didn't. over it, and this was brushed over. Huge oversight from the San Francisco 49ers coaching staff. I, I didn't know. I uh, didn't no. know. Well, Billy, really we're didn't. fans. We're not like, we're not I'm coaches. Sitting, I'm sitting there going, like, I'm yelling at the TV, like, you better snap the ball. You've got less than 10 seconds, and the overtime period is over. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. And, you know, it worked out for them. But, you know, God forbid it didn't. You know, and, and right. that's what's going through my mind. Like, if you get stopped there, it's over. Like, San Francisco wins. Uh, no, apparently it no, doesn't. No, and and once again, we're we're sitting there as fans. We're not we're not coaches. So, you know, I don't I don't expect us to know the ins and outs of of all, of all that. Right. Um, but yeah, I would expect the coaches to get paid millions of dollars to know it. Shaquille O'Neal's number thirty-two jersey is going to be the first to be retired by the Orlando Magic. So what took them you, so Jack? long? What the hell took these guys so long? Oh no. Like no joke, yeah. Man. Awesome by Shaq. Penny Hardaway should also have his jersey number retired. Uh, Penny and Shaq in, in Orlando was magical. No pun intended. Um, but but yeah, I think I think Penny should have his right up there next to Shaq. Shaq should any any team Shaq played for 
He should have his jersey retired. The Heat retired. Cleveland retired. Retire it, Shaq. I think he he played yeah. with the Suns for a little while too. I think. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, Celtics do. Oh yeah, Celtics. I forgot about that. Yep, sure did. He played. He he was kind of a journeyman at the end of his career. Giants and outfield. Uh, Jorge Soler agreed to a three-year, forty-two million dollar deal. For you, Jorge. I will never, ever, ever, ever be upset about Jorge Hesler. Nope. Go get the money, pal. You're you're a Braves legend for the rest of your life. Dude, I, I still get chills every time I think about um, game six. How could you not? I did. How could you not, man? Um, Syracuse stuns number seven UNC behind Judah Mintz's 25 points. Uh, I don't know if people are paying attention, but the college basketball world this year is nuts. Um, there's not a real definitive number one team. Uh, it, it's pretty topsy turvy. Like I think UConn might repeat this year, but I just I just don't know. Marquette's good. Uh, Purdue's really good this year. Duke, North Carolina, some of the blue bloods are back up in there. Arizona, Kansas. Um, it's there. There's no like, I mean, and then there's nobody vying to be undefeated. Like everybody has at least two losses in, in an NCAA this year. Um, it's very good. I think this is going to be the one of the greatest March Madness tournaments that we've ever had in our lifetime. Right. The CFB Board of Managers expected to vote on a five plus seven playoff format. <sighs> Why? What is what is this? What? what? Uh, the, yeah, they're expected to vote on on the twentieth on a model that would include the five highest ranked conference champions, and then the next seven highest ranked teams in the twelve team playoff this fall. A format that could change, uh, that could finally get the unanimous backing it needs in the Pac twelve agrees. So, so the five highest ranked conference champions will make it into the college football playoffs, and then the next seven highest ranked teams would make it into the 12-team playoffs. Okay. All right. I don't... And... It, why? Why? Here's... <laughs> because it, it drives Bryce Farling nuts. So stupid. It's moronic. I hate this. I, I can't... Um, I can't tell... I can't put in the words how much I hate the 12-team playoff. So there was a... a report went out yesterday and now I can't find it on my phone but ESPN has reportedly um, purchased the uh, CFP playoff um, for 6.7 billion dollars did you say think, billion, billion with a B is that what I heard yes oh my oh my yeah I can't find the report now like it was it was an ESPN alert last night, and I can't find it on my phone. Because it doesn't it exist. Just like the Tracked birds outside it. your window, it's not real. <laughs> billions. And billions. billions. Who did they purchase, oh, purchase it from? Because college football doesn't oh. own that. Or the it's NCAA. The I mean. Oh, the CFP committee. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They just they they're, paid that much to, to own the rights to all right. Broadcast all the games. Yeah, yeah. sure. I, I you see if that pops up on the, like the college football thing on ESPN? I I don't see it. Uh no, I d I don't 
I don't see anything that says anything about them purchasing it for billions of dollars. Probably try to keep it quiet, man. ESPN and college football playoff agreed to a six-year deal worth $1.3 billion, with a B, annually. That wow. allows the network to keep exclusive rights to the 12-team playoff through the 2031 season. Yeah. $7.8 billion. That's yeah. what it is. $7.8 billion. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. That's a couple Finally, bucks. today, 1999, 41st Daytona 500. Jeff Gordon wins. He was the first Daytona 500 pole sitter to win the race since Bill Elliott in 1987. No, I hated that guy. Awesome Bill from Daytona. Austinville. No, I liked hey. him. I hated, yeah, uh, I hated Jeff Gordon. I liked, I liked Billy Elliott, but I hated Jeff Gordon. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate Jeff Gordon. Absolutely, okay. yeah. Dale Earnhardt fan. You got anything else for us? Nah, man, let's get out of here on a hump day. Alright, guys, it, it is Valentine's Day. Be sure to love on the people that you, you have. Or don't. Love on them. This Remember, it's National Condom Day. Yeah. Bryce Barling, I'm Billy Lindahl. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them.